It's time for Tom Girl with JJ Jurgens. A different breed. Welcome to Tom Girl, where we talk all things sports, entertainment, fashion, and adventure. Since this is Valentine's Week, I wanted to bring back two incredible women for a very special Galentine's Day episode. These two ladies are hosts of the podcast, It's Complicated. On their show, they dive into the oh-so-complicated world of dating and relationships with funny anecdotes, opinions, guests, and games. On this episode, they'll talk about their show and its evolution, give us some sex and dating advice, their pick for a good Tom Girl cocktail, and Oh, so much more. Welcome, Jen and Lauren. So glad to see you guys again. It's been like two and a half years since we did this before. Did you realize that? I are you sure? I looked it up. It was August 23rd, 2017. That's wild Is because it? time flies. If you told me it was last year or even six months ago, yeah, I'd like, been obviously. Like, uh, yeah. I time. thought it was last year. Yeah. And then I looked, I went back to listen to it just for fun. And I was like, oh my gosh, 2017. That's what crazy. The, the power of social media makes you feel like connected. So yeah. it makes things feel like less time has passed because we all know what we're doing in mm-hmm. each other's lives. But wow, two years. Okay. So mm-hmm. you know what? Not a whole lot has changed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I think a little something yeah. changed. Yeah. Okay. Here. Well, just but- for this one over here. Yes. Lauren yeah, has I've, changed. I have, I am pregnant, but I am also enjoying a glass of wine. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, ladies. Yeah. Because you know what? Pregnancy police, I'm, this is, I have to have this. Are you also going to bird feed your children? No. Good. So there you go. You can't be bullied for everything, only one thing. Only one thing. And that's drinking a glass of wine every now and then. It's fine. It's totally acceptable. Yes. 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 So besides us having a baby, you also are engaged and just bought a house. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think we thought it was really smart to do it all at once. And, like, I don't know about all that. But, like, also, it's fine. I think doing it all at once actually kind of mellowed me out about, like, all of it. Because I can't Mm -hmm. really, like get all neurotic about the one thing. Like if we started planning a wedding and like that was going, going, we were going down that road and I was getting really anxious about it. But now there's like too many things happening at once. So I can't get super nervous about like just buying a house or just having a baby. And I think I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. I think. I mean, obviously I it's nerve wracking because there's a lot happening, but it's I'm less nervous than mm-hmm. I thought. I, would I could be. totally understand that because yeah. when you do just have the one thing, you can just fixate on yep. it, and then yeah, yeah, I think you're very and you smart. You know what? It's like dating, right? I like, was just gonna uh, say you're that. just dating the one guy you like fixate, but if you kind of diversify your dating portfolio and you're like, even if you're like not that into some, you don't want to string people along and like make you know like play with emotions but like if you're casually dating a couple people it helps mellow you out a little because you're not throwing all your eggs in one basket Mm -hmm. like lauren said you're not fixating and you also can use these different things to compare how you feel about like all of the different Mm -hmm. circumstances so like you might like somebody's sense of humor but you also might like this other person's career path and stability and then this other person's like really adventurous and great at planning dates like the bachelor because you're there for the right reasons. So you obviously <laughs> want to date everybody because it's your world, honestly. Yeah. But in terms of you being pregnant and doing all the things, like, you can have all the, like, different emotions, but then you, like, quickly move on to the next thing, and it's like, now it's a new emotion because you're excited about this other thing. Mm-hmm. So you can't really stay in one place. Yeah, it does help. Do you, Jen, personally do the dating multiple guys at one time? I would love to, honestly, if I had the amount of people to consider dating. <laughs> I 
have no one to date right now. And it's it's mostly my fault because I don't like anybody. And I am very um, specific about what I'm mm-hmm. looking for. At this point, I know what I want. And it's very clear to me. So I'm not just trying to date a bunch of people and, like, test the waters. I have a, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our podcast. I've I thought got you were going to say I have a daughter, and then I thought you were going to say dog, and then I didn't know what you were going to say. Exactly. But it was very <laughs> exactly. Whatever it was, it was very serious. I was keeping you on your toes. <laughs> so I have some things in my life, and I keep myself very busy with those things, and I love mm-hmm. those things. So I have a very full life. I'm not going to just, like, date aimlessly just to have, like, options and go out and, like, get a free dinner. I buy my dinners, you know? Like, well, mm-hmm. Jen was also kind of talking to me recently about, like, oh, oh my God, I'm doing all this fun traveling lately and like I'm really excited. But then also, then the side note, because we talk about dating and relationships like in our personal lives too. She was like, do you think it's going to like affect me finding somebody? Like because I'm like not stationary, just like rattling off questions that like are normal. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm not, you know, a mind reader or like can't tell what the future is. But I'm like, I don't think so. I think being busy and liking what you're doing is like, attractive. Right. It's kind of the same thing. Not throwing all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. Like if dating were my only priority, I'd A, be depressed and probably not able to get out of bed. That would not be fun. No, it would not be fun. Because I would be so upset with the fact that there are no options or the options I have aren't what I'm looking for and that this is the only thing I have going for me and I'm considering and stressing out about. But because I have, like, so many other things and, like, I mean, today I like all the things that I'm like, and then I'm going to do your podcast and then I'm going to go home and pack for my wine trip tomorrow. And, like... And if you mm -hmm. had a guy or whoever in your life... They, they would be fine with this, that you would find time to, like, see them. Like, maybe you would be like, okay, yeah, after this podcast, I'm going to come out and have, like, a drink with you or something. You would figure it out. You think you're like, oh, I'm making myself too busy. That's bullshit. Right, and I'm mm-hmm. the ultimate planner. So I can Tetris the shit out of anything, yeah. <laughs> and I will make the time just like I do. So I, I – and Lauren talked me back off the ledge. But I think the thing that we've come to find in, like, uh, doing our podcast is that – because everyone's got a different perspective um, and then you've got all these people in your life giving you advice all the time and everyone's coming from their own bias. It takes a village, like we say. You can't do it alone. But people have their own experiences that they're presenting to you. So, for instance, I have these voices in my head that are saying, you're making yourself too unavailable for these people. How are you ever going to meet somebody? And I'm telling myself the stories other people have said Mm -hmm. in the past, not my own. Completely. And so Mm -hmm. I have to say it out loud to someone that is a soundboard for me and will talk me back down it to reality, which is ultimately where we got started here just now was yeah. I'm traveling a lot, which A, is something I love and I'm doing. And I always say, I don't want to wait to have that person in my life to do the things I want to do. Just like you just shouldn't. for no, Valentine's Day weekend, which is also President's Day. So I'm going <laughs> on a wine tasting trip with three couples and me and my dog. And that's who I'm with this weekend. I'm party of seven. So... Is it going to be awkward at times? I'm sure. Is it ideal? Not necessarily, but am I still going to go and have a great time? Mm -hmm. Yes, these are my friends. I love wine. I love travel. And if I said no to it, then I'm saying no to things I like. And that's unfair to myself. And also you're saying no to things just because, like, oh, there's couples there. Like, you don't want someone to also say no if you invite them out and they don't want to come because it's a bunch of singles. Like... It's still fun. Right. You can't Mm -hmm. be so close-minded about, oh, it's a couple slash single thing. Like, there's positives and negatives to being in a couple, in a partnership, and being single. Like, trust Mm -hmm. me, no matter how much I love my partner, there are things about being single that I miss 
healthily, like in a normal way, like just having independence or watching what I want to watch on TV or like just going on my own schedule. And I think you'll like, I did, I went with, I think there were six couples for all my friends back in Nebraska who they're all hooked up now and married and everything. And I was the only one too. And I kind of went through what you're doing with a part of me was like, oh, is this going to be weird? But I was glad I went through it. One of the best trips ever. Because when I wanted to be here with everybody and be with my friends and stuff, I was. But then they also went off and did some of their, each couple did things by themselves. And then I had some time to just read so or be fun. at the beach or do whatever I wanted to. So it was really a great vacation because I got yeah. like a combo of social interaction and also me time. So yeah, it's like life. almost kind of like forced me time, which is great mm -hmm. and it's what I want because they were starting to make the itinerary for this weekend and I was like, can we factor in some leisure? Because I am exhausted already just reading how many wine tastings we're going to. <laughs> which is also hard to do because after so much wine, it's hard to like keep your eyes open. And I'm yeah, happy to yeah. take a nap. Like I'm happy to also just like chill by myself. I would be doing that anyway because I'm a homebody and I love being home. Like that doesn't make me sad or depressed to be mm -hmm. like alone in my house. I love no. it. In fact, yeah. So yeah. like if they want to go off and do their couple of things, I'll be like, bye. That. I'm a big fan of the solo travel, too, even not on your couple trip or your other solo trips you were going on. Because I feel like when you're traveling, you're also, like, more – I feel like I'm more open and I, like, more, like, talk to people on the planes or talk to people in the airport bar or wherever. I don't know. I just feel like you yeah. almost are – you have a different energy about you. So I think maybe you might meet your Mr. Right when you're traveling Okay, sometime. so here's what I think. That's a good point, okay. JJ. Yeah, you are on a different. You, I haven't traveled alone like for pleasure, but I have. But you are. It's like because there's nobody with you, so you have to kind of like if you want interaction, you have to make it happen. Yeah, you mm -hmm. have to mm -hmm. force yourself. If to you be want it to, otherwise right. you just could be to yourself. Mm -hmm. but. So this is what I think, and I want it. I'm glad it's being recorded, so we can look back one day and say she knew. Mm -hmm. This is what I hope. I'm putting it out there. I don't know if I know or not. But Listen I say this every universe. time I go out of town. So it's literally <laughs> the same story every time. But I'm going to be on this trip with all my friends that are couples. We're going to be at whatever wine tasting we're at. There's going to be another group of friends there. And then there's going to be a single guy in that group of friends. And we're going to find each other. And it's going to be a Hallmark mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. The end. So cute. I can't and wait till also, you call us after this trip. Wait, oh, then we're, I'm sorry. <laughs> then we're going to go back a year from now and we're going to get engaged at that same vineyard oh, we so cute. met at. See. I know. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine what a great, first I mean, of all, that's mm -hmm, two it is, movies in one. Yep. It's very cute. It's a movie and a sequel. Yes. And also, and not that impossible, let's be real. Right. What's the, what, what happens when there's three movies? A trequel? What's that? A trilogy. Trilogy? Oh, oh my God. JJ. Why was that <laughs> so Thank hard? Thank God. That was, God for I you. was you gonna <laughs> call it. I was going to call it a trequel. I called uh, it a trequel. Well, we're going to now call it a trequel from now it's on. It's a trequel. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be, uh, the third installment is going to be our wedding. The wedding. Mm -hmm. Right. At the vineyard. Well, no, because we're going to get engaged at the vineyard. We're going to get married, I don't know. At the city In Italy. Where oh, the, Italy. Where, the, where the mother vineyard is to this baby vineyard. Thank you for planning it. See? Perfect. I'm so glad. Um, You'll need one more thing to do, so good. Okay, I do. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. really get her mind off of everything. happening right now, yeah. <laughs> this Go is on. perfect. Well, you have a couple of years, or not, because if I'm anything like my mom, we'll be living together in three days. <laughs> yeah, which is totally fine. Great. And I think your mom's going to make an appearance in that script that you're writing of all this, too, She'll from what demand. I've heard about Jan's She will stories. demand. So. All right, well, you guys talk about so many fun topics on your show, and you cover things from sex to relationships to dating to self-care. So I wanted to kind of go in and talk about some of each of those categories and some things that you've, like, learned or heard about, you know, over the years through your show. So, you know, let's first... 
let's talk about sex. Okay. What are some things that you've learned about sex or been surprised to learn about sex or just can I go talk? first? Yeah, go. <laughs> Jen's like, I need to talk. Wait, okay, so I, I wouldn't say that I'm a prude, but I'm just, I did not grow up talking about sex. So when we have these guests on that are experts, they like go into detail. And we, sometimes when the episode's remote, Lauren and I will sit there with our mouths like just agape and we're like, ah! Like, we're like, what? How? There's so many details and this person is just saying all the words and the they things. They get very specific explicit. and scientific, like the cl- the clitoris and the, and then when you're, ha- when you're coming and, they're, and you're just like, I mean, it's fine because they're being... Listen, there's a point to that. Their, their point is, is that this is education and this is science and this is, you need to know about this and this is how it works and like, don't be fucking shy about it. And also, but it's put a your lot. pleasure first. It's, it's definitely a lot. But what I actually learned is that there's a lot of stuff I didn't know that was going on. So like polygamy or whatever they're calling it these days. Like all the trends we learn from Susan Bratton about- Polygamy is not No, <laughs> okay, <laughs> not polygamy. It's, what is it? A polyamory. Is that not uh, the same yeah, thing? Yeah, no. Oh, I think it kind of is. Whatever. Anyway. So whatever we used to call swingers, there's a whole underbelly of sexual climate that people are like going and they're finding partners. And it's like not what you see on Billions where there's like a whip and a chain. No, there is like a whole universe. Oh, that's, that's like S&M. That's right. different. Yeah. No, there is a world out there of <laughs> sex people that are doing it with each other, their friends, their groups. Fam- they come up with families and they can all have sex with each other because like yeah, it's like a yeah, sex yeah. ring yeah. where like let's just say we were one cool and then like james was part of it and then like anyone else we knew we're like we're a club we can have sex with each other but not anyone outside of this club so like we'd all know that we'd have the same sex and the same diseases because we all got tested first and then we know it's not spreading because you're only allowed to have sex with each other but if somebody got a disease it's because you went extramaritally whatever that or out of the ring Mm -hmm. that yeah that also um i feel like we have learned a lot about um like the women's reproductive system and um like how things work and how they're like at our age and our 30s there's so much we don't know about like ovulation and like little things that we should totally be aware of and how it's reflective upon like society not thinking that it's like an important thing to teach somebody it's like to an teach a woman. thought like yeah. for instance birth yeah. control like when someone like when you fill out medical forms and they're like are you on any medicine and you like brush off you're like well just birthing birth no control. just the pill yeah. it's like whoa that's like that's a whole thing whole yeah thing. it's not yeah. a nothing it's not yeah. like you just took tylenol that morning for like a mm-hmm. minor headache it's yeah a thing that controls a, your hormones yeah. to keep you from getting pregnant because your body thinks you are what it's just mm-hmm. it's that's just, like a hallucinogenic for your body. It's surprising that there is so much that we as women don't aren't told um, unless we ask and to, uh, and then it just trickles down to like talking about sex and other things that make you feel more open and comfortable in that umbrella of sexuality, sexual reproduction, all of it. So I'm surprised about the lack of knowledge that we all have. No, it's so true because, you know, we all, the only thing we go through is that challenge video or changing video or something you watch in like elementary, yeah. like sixth grade before you, you know, when girls are having their periods and stuff. Yeah. But other than that, it's not talked about then for the rest. It's all just Wild West, figure out everything on your own. Yeah, which is frightening. Frightening. Yeah. I mean, thank God for the internet and like resources yeah. and podcasts. But at the same time, the other thing, 
um, that pleasure is important and you can ask for what you want. Yes. You don't have to be shy about it. Like, it's not being demanding or high maintenance or, like, insulting or, someone. Like, mm -hmm. Or, being, like, not womanly. Like, we're supposed to be, like, demure and all these things that we think. Like, no, it's okay to, like, ask for what you want to talk about. And I mean, I still feel like it's not that easy for me, even in a committed relationship. It's just not my personality, I guess. But it's still like it it's something we should think it should be more um it should be communicated more regularly and it just isn't mm -hmm. what are any tips on it's Valentine's spicing things up like in the bedroom well I will it, on communication we have been told by more than one person like by more than one sex expert sex with Emily being one of them do not talk about like a lot of technicalities with sex while having sex like talk about it before Talk about it after. Mm -hmm. When you're in doing things in the bedroom, you can say like, oh, that feels good, or keep touching me there, or whatever, whatever. I like that. But you don't want to sit down and be like, so that thing that you did, blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't want to, that. you have to save that for before or after. To keep I would it be, spicy. Mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. be the one to be like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> no. I hate you. <laughs> I'm done Don't here. do that. Don't do any of that. Talk but, about talk about things before that you want before or after, and then maybe before is good because then it sort of like opens you up, gets you in the mood, and then that can kind of spice things up in the bedroom because then people don't feel as shy like trying something or asking for something because you've already kind of gone past that weird conversation mm -hmm. that makes you feel awkward, and that can make things a little more spicy in the bedroom. Also, if you don't like like what is it like sexy talk or whatever like yeah. whatever yeah, like drink yeah. Talk. yeah so mm -hmm. if you're not into that like just talking in general about it like in a sexy way like encouragement or like whatever version you can handle I clearly cannot but like just having like feeding into somebody's like ego a bit yeah I would say mm -hmm. is that loop them up right emotionally exactly. and mm -hmm. physically yes and I think a little drink always helps. I mean, for always. those who can drink and want to drink, I think I'm not saying go get shit face and then try to have sex because that's not. But like, have a little drink, have a little fun. If you're, you know, it, it like it just kind of like relax. It sets the mood. It relax. Like a glass of wine is kind of sexy. Like I always think that's a good like open door to like starting the flow of things. It's like mm -hmm. whining and dining and makes you all warm and fuzzy. But yeah. also talking about talking. So. We were told that sex doesn't just happen in the bedroom. It can have, like, you, there's, like, things that you can do to lead up to it. So, like. Cooking together. Or, mm -hmm. like, talk, like, sending a, like, a insinuating text earlier in the day about, you like, don't later. don't need to send, like, a gross, dirty, naked picture. But you can do other creative type things. Mm -hmm. that like hinting, yeah, like teasing. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, like, within your wheelhouse. So you right. don't feel super uncomfortable. If you do feel comfortable, like, showing a body part or something, then fucking do it. But if you just want to, like, kind of say something and, like, plant a seed and then let someone else sort of build off of that. It's its own mm -hmm. foreplay. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I listened to one of your episodes and you were talking about how a lot of women maybe haven't experienced orgasms or have a hard time Ugh. having one. Any tips for ladies that find themselves in that situation? Breathe. <laughs> Jen likes that one. <laughs> Uh, I forget another, all the time. Another <laughs> sex with Emily tip. She is seriously a sex expert and has like a massive podcast. You guys should all listen to it. She is like so many women cannot have an orgasm with like while having penetrative sex. I don't know how else to not now sound like someone that we had on our podcast that's making us uncomfortable. <laughs> but like 
you have to have stimulation in another outward area. So like, don't be, don't make yourself feel like, oh my God, all these other women are, can do this and I can't. Like Emily says it is not that common and women who say it's so easy for me, like it's a small percentage and those women might not even really be being honest about it. And the other thing too is that like if you're like because you don't see your friends having sex or talk yes. about how long it takes to have an orgasm, you you really just don't know. So mm-hmm. all you're going by is either yourself or yes. porn. And porn is not real. No. Let's, uh, let's restate it. Porn, not real. So just because it happens for them in five seconds doesn't mean it happens well, for you. Well, it's not even really mm-hmm. happening for them. Right. So. And there's that too. So like don't judge yourself while in the act so you're in your head thinking about how it needs to happen faster and you're pressuring yourself. And you can tell your partner like it's going to take me a second. It's going to take me like five minutes like this. So just so you know, because then you're not telling yourself like I have to hurry and do this thing. And then it takes you out of it, too. So I think tips on that is just maybe being honest with your partner about what you like before it's happening, maybe. And don't pressure yourself on a time limit. And don't compare. Don't feel like you think, oh, it doesn't happen. I've thought that my whole life. Like, it never happened for me before. Now it can all the time because I know exactly what to do. And my partner is aware of that. And it's not – there's no pressure. But before, mm. oh, my God, mm. even boyfriends that I had forever and ever, it was like maybe would have one orgasm in the whole time ever. <laughs> now it's like James just, like, knows exactly what to do. And it's like. Good job, James. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe he's magic. <laughs> maybe that's why you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that had nothing to do with getting pregnant. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it didn't happen when I got pregnant, but whatever. <laughs> How would you say so overall this, this has kind of changed the way you guys feel about sex, doing your podcast or do things that you've heard? God, I feel like it just, I don't know. I mean, the education is like always helpful. It's almost sometimes like when we have, um, it's almost sometimes, that's a real thing. Um, That is. Yeah. So when we have these guests on that are experts, it's really interesting because we have genuine questions that we want answered. And so sometimes when it's like a sexpert, We'll ask the questions. We're like, so that time when the guy did the thing, asking for a friend, totally asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah. It's not for us. Um, and then we actually get our, it's like, we get this one-on-one yeah, with awesome. an expert. Sex therapy right well, there. Right. So I think that it helps too if you're, you know, like we host the show and we're talking about like stories that matter, that like involve us. It kind of makes it, re- it makes it relatable. So there are definitely times where we're like, this thing happened to me. Tell me about mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. we're also very open about like our questions because they're, pro- we feel like just like the orgasm thing. Like there are probably a ton of other people who feel the same way and that safety in numbers, right? Like mm-hmm. we say it takes a village, like we're all together in this. So we feel like we're also very candid and personal when we're asking questions because mm-hmm. it's – I don't think we ask anything that's – even if it is odd, fine, then great. But, like, for the most part, I think it's, like, general questions. Yeah, I feel like have. we're pretty normal mm-hmm. people. So, like, the things yeah. we ask are pretty basic. Mm-hmm. It's, like, general market kind of questions, <laughs> you know? But the experts get really specific. So then yeah. we can bounce off of that, mm-hmm. too. So it becomes very interesting. And also – where then all of a sudden it sparks a thought in our mind. Oh, like, ooh, that thing hap- did happen to me this one time. Now I know about that or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Well, mm-hmm. and we practice what we preach. So if we're asking and we're learning, like, I, I don't know an episode where we didn't then take into consideration that same lesson moving forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Which is why we still refer back to certain episodes because we're like, well, we learned that thing that one time and we'll never <laughs> forget it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sticks. Well, let's switch and talk about relationships then. 
So let's talk about things you've learned through your guests and your show about relationships. Like what makes a good relationship? I mean, it's the theme of every show, no matter if it's about relationships or if it's about sex or if it's about um, like uh, Alana that came on our show that's a chef. Like every single time communication comes into play and it sounds like a cliche, but it really is. And, and communication can be like so general, but I think more more specifically, communication is always a theme, but it's more about communicating what you want and what you need and not being afraid to say that. And as women, I think there's been this stigma for a long time that we're supposed to like take care of others. And that's fine if you like doing that, but taking care of yourself doesn't mean that you're being a bitch or you're being selfish or you're not being a woman. And communicating what you want, even from the first stage of the date. Like if someone's like, hey, I want to take you out. Would you like to go somewhere? Don't feel shy saying, oh my God, I love this restaurant. I'd love to try it. Like that, from that point on to the wherever else you're journeying to, like you should feel okay communicating what you want and need. And communication is hard to master. Friendship wise, Mm -hmm. in a loving relationship, it's hard to master. So it doesn't mean you have to continue to like maintain it evolves the whole time. So to me, I know that sounds kind of like a lame answer, but I think it's that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I agree with that mm-hmm. 100% because I think, again, going back to practicing what we preach, I try and be an arbiter of communication at this point because if we know that that helps people like understand and not have questions about where your mindset is or play these games and we're all too old for that at this point. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and the, the world's crazy enough to have to wonder about like a person you're trying to even go on a date with, you know, so... So many variables. I try and communicate as much as possible. So it actually irks me in ways I cannot explain when somebody doesn't communicate or they decide something without having a conversation. Like if somebody says to me, uh, 7 p.m. at the den, I'm like, you didn't ask me what I like and if I'm free at that time. You didn't ask where I live and how far I need to commute. Mm -hmm. You didn't make this easy for me. You also didn't communicate. So to me... It's the lack of communication that's bothering you. It's not anything else. Right. And so to me, that's a sign of a couple different things. One, they are not chivalrous or they are not romantic or they're not considerate or they're possibly selfish or they're... uh, I'm not going to go as far as saying a narcissist because that's an easy label to just But they're all red flags for those Super red flags. So there are times where I'll just try and play like devil's advocate where I'll be like... Hey, so that actually doesn't work for me in that area doesn't. Would you maybe want to consider a meeting like midway or um, I actually I don't eat that. Like I I would love to try something else, though, and still see you and see how they react to that. Mm -hmm. If I like kind of volley it back at them. Um, But you're communicating what you want without making without it being like that is a lame thing. You know, a lot of people get concerned about like communicating what I want is going to sound like this. But like high maintenance or scary or pushy. You do it in that way where it's very like breezy. Trying to Mm -hmm. be breezy but at the same time say what I want like what we're saying. Mm -hmm. But so same thing goes with ending something. So I try and not ghost because I don't think that serves anybody Mm -hmm. and I believe that this is a teaching hospital like Grey's Anatomy. So (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So if someone does something that I'm like, I don't like, or if I'm like not interested in continuing to date somebody, or even I change my mind about going out with somebody, I tell them, I'll say, you know, I have like stock messages in my phone. I'll even like send it to everybody like, hey, great meeting you. I really appreciate your time, your generosity and getting to know you Um, at this time. I oh. I'm getting choked up. Just kidding. I'm not. I just actually <laughs> have to call. She needs wine. <laughs> I need wine. Um, I'll say, 
uh, I just don't see this as a romantic fit. Yeah, like Thank she's you. basically mm-hmm. saying like, I don't, um, I totally respect your time. So I don't see this going anywhere romantic and I don't want to like disrespect your time because I know we're all busy, but I ap- totally appreciated the time we hung out. And P.S. She gets a positive response, like response like 98% yeah. of the time. 98% of the time. And the 2% that I don't, the response is usually either nothing or they'll try and convince me otherwise and tell mm. me that I made my decision too Which quickly. is still not that bad. Mm. No. Yeah. Or they'll, like, curse me out, which only has happened, again, a very small percentage but of you, the time. That, that's that's mm-hmm. a sign right yeah. there. Right. Right, and totally. My gut is always spot on in terms of, like, I can sense. I have a spidey sense for somebody who's going to lash out, and I see it in their eyes. I'm like, oh, those those eyes have some darkness <laughs> behind them, mm-hmm. and they're hiding it because there's got to be, like, a temper or something. I feel it. Mm-hmm. And then they do react especially that way. Like, so one guy recently was like, oh, wow, after two dates, okay, well, like, good riddance or whatever. And I was like, toodles. Yeah. yeah like, like, like I don't even write back. I'm not trying yeah. to engage yeah. in a conversation. Like, I said my piece. The funniest thing was I, I usually give this message to the people and, like, a guy did it to me once, and I was like, oh, my God, I wonder if it's getting around. Like, yeah. I wonder if people are starting to say these things to each other where now it's, like, common courtesy. Mm-hmm. And, and it should be. It right. should be. That's you're right. Goal. Ghosting is just the worst. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, just say that. You're trying to avoid awkward conversation, but at the end of the day, like, it's not that. It's more the anxiety about, like, what's it going to be like? And when you do it, it's never – it's always so much easier so just do it and, like, it's not really that awkward. So. And the thing is, you already decided how you feel about the person. So what do you care how they're going to respond? It's not on them. Totally. That's a them yeah. problem. Totally. You you stayed on your – you were your highest value person. You said very nice things to them. You appreciated their time. You were respectful. Like, you didn't do anything wrong by ending things politely. No. You actually mm-hmm. communicated. You you gave them a closure that they might have wanted potentially instead of wondering was it them was it something they and said or also, did some stupid stuff that might have happened like that was not significant at all like you let them know it's not any of those things and mm-hmm. if you're going to wonder and you're still going to wonder anyway well maybe they're just saying this or what you know what i mean like it it it's you can't please everybody like it's a nice but but it is a nice way to just say be clear about what you want which is great because then the other person doesn't have to wonder you know okay fine they they're just not interested whether they're being totally transparent about why is not and maybe they're dating somebody else mm-hmm. maybe they don't like my hair color whatever but point is is at least they told me that and now I don't have to keep asking them out or keep trying and wasting my time mhm Okay, now let's talk about dating. All right, Jen, I know you and I have some similar situations uh, we go through with this. So let, let's talk first about um, dating apps. Are you a fan? Are you still using dating apps? Are there apps you like, don't like? So I think the dating apps are the right move for this climate because everyone's busy and, like, people spread out. Like, we were just talking about, like, buying homes and things like that. And you sometimes have to move, like, further than you would normally envision living. And because people are spread out, you don't always meet people, so it's harder. So what's better than sitting on your couch and meeting people? I don't know. When Like, do it in your spare time. But what they're missing, I think, is the sense of urgency, the real connection, weeding out people that are just there aimlessly swiping or passively just like, oh, I could date or I don't know. Like, there's just a disconnect from, like, dating and romance, I think, and it's lacking that. So some apps are doing better than others. Like Hinge has you respond to prompts and you can heart things like a photo or something somebody says. So like 
that's already an engaging action to say, mm-hmm. hey, I agree with that or I like that image that you're doing there versus swiping right and left and like treating people like kind of garbage, really. Mm-hmm. But when you swipe right, that doesn't even mean somebody's going to write no, to you. No, yeah. yeah, it doesn't even. And and then it dies. And then you're just like, okay, I've got all these matches. And then like literally it, it's, you know, it strength in numbers, but at the same time, why? Like, mm-hmm. I just want to meet the one and I'm going through this process and I've gone on a zillion dates and I've swiped on a zillion people. And then the worst is seeing people you've seen a hundred times. And you're like, are we the only people left in this <laughs> musical chairs of life? And like, Am I that person too? Like I'm seeing them and thinking mm-hmm. things like, can they not get a relationship? <laughs> and there's me still here too. I think though it is a great exercise in knowing what you want and don't want because it provides you the opportunity to date different kinds of people um, that you might not have considered before but um, or had access to. But it's just – it's uh, – I don't know. It, it takes out the enthusiasm from mm-hmm. it because it feels like work. Mm-hmm. It feels like coffee dates. It feels like, oh, I got to go on this date because I got to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. I got to find love. And if I stop doing this, then I must not want it. And then if I stop, I'll die because I'll be alone in my home <laughs> on the couch. And dating is the only yeah. way and it's not. Exactly. And then so I think it's a vehicle for meeting people. I think it just needs some more romance. And there maybe it will evolve. I'll be 97 mm-hmm. by the time it does. But – you know, it's a thing. It's one avenue. Maybe diversify yeah. your dating I portfolio. I was going to say, let's go back to the diversification mm-hmm. because you need to take it with a grain of salt. I did dating apps as well. And, you know, I didn't really have success on them, but they are what they are. They are useful for connecting people, but you also have to know that they cause a feeling of disconnect as well. And keep that balance in mind because – It is somebody you do not know. It is very technical. You are looking through a screen and dating is personal. So your job, the app is doing its job. It is being technical and it is being a robot. You as a human have to bring that element into it and you have to have a sense of urgency. You should have a sense of urgency to want to meet in person. You should make other people feel comfortable to wanting to meet you in person or encouraging that to happen. If it doesn't happen right away, move on to the next and take it with a grain of salt. The technology is there to connect and that's all it is doing. The humans have to do the rest. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, I have to tell you a story that just occurred and I don't even know if I told you this story. But so I was supposed to go out with a guy on Oscar night. Did oh, I no. no. Okay, good. Perfect. Um, so, <laughs> surprise. Surprise. So we had talked on Saturday around like let's say 2 p.m. about meeting up on Sunday night at 7 p.m. And this was the guy that was like 7 p.m. at the den. And I was like – Okay, whatever. To me, at least, I was like, that's a shitty plan, but, like, at least it's convenient. And he's having a sense of urgency, which is good. Right, and which is something I like. So um, I'm like, fine, I'll go there. It's not, like, an ideal place. It's kind of like a frat bar, but, like, whatever. At least I can walk there. So um, I didn't hear from him after that. After we, like, the last thing he said was 7 p.m. then. I said, okay. And then there was no, like, great, see you then, or I'll text you tomorrow to touch base. Nothing. So... The next day rolls around. I hadn't heard from him at all. And a girlfriend was like, do you want to come watch the Oscars at my house? And I was like, hey, I got nothing else to do because I haven't heard from this dude. And truthfully, if he does reach out, I could always leave. But by that point, to me, it's too late. Like, if the Oscars start at 5 and we're supposed to meet at 7 and I haven't heard from you by 5, we're not meeting. Meanwhile, time goes on. And I'm like, obviously, we were not going to meet up tonight. That was just not a thing. 7.06. Shut up. He texts me. Hey, I'm in the back. Oh, my God. So I write to him, 
oh, I didn't know we were still on because I haven't heard from you since yesterday. So I'm at my friends watching the Oscars. Might have to reach, like, reschedule or something like that. I never heard from him again. So what I deduced from this was he's 46 years old. He picked the den, which is totally a frat spot. He lives somewhere nearby because no one chooses to go there. So <laughs> unless you live nearby, it's, like, not a destination kind yeah, of place. Yeah. You know, it's, not, it's not special by any means. Mm-hmm. So he must have just been like, you know, I could throw this into my schedule that day. Or, you know what, worse comes to worse, I'll meet someone else because it's a bar. <laughs> So he didn't even write me back. He probably just, like, went and talked to other people there that night. Like, this guy also is, like, a motivational speaker and a writer, apparently. And I was like, oh, Lord. This just goes to show you how much. writer? um, He's written a book. Uh, It's on Amazon. He claims he's a bestseller. I don't know. But communicate a little better. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe write a little bit more. Oh, I mean, guys, when this happened, I was like, you know what? I can't say that I'm surprised, and I'm so glad I didn't go. Yeah. Because he's never going to be my guy. Mm-hmm. And I like people that communicate. Yeah. Communicate, check in. Be like, hey, looking forward to seeing you in a couple of hours. Still good for seven? Yeah. Or um, like, hey, I'm about to leave. See you soon? Anything. Not a word, not a peep. Expected yeah. me mm-hmm. to show up. We're strangers. So going back to the dating app, you're meeting strangers. You have to over-communicate to assure somebody that you're a real human. I agree. Otherwise, yeah, you are a flashcard. Make safe, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, well, like, uh, th- my therapist actually told me, she's like, you should have phone calls first with people because it also weeds out, like, wasting your time if you have a phone call you and you realize there's no connection. a but. little bit of it, more of a hint of chemistry over the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, a little. Mm-hmm. I had a phone call, actually, on Saturday as well. Before I went to my friend's birthday, um, I had a call with this guy, and he actually insisted on the call. And so we talked on the phone, and I was like, Man, this is like pulling teeth. He was cute, had a great job, great age. And then we had a conversation. I was like, man, rough. So glad I didn't waste time getting ready to go mm-hmm. meet this guy mm-hmm. at any point. Knock that out. It never going to see good, that. It is a good little test if, you know, not. it's probably not always 100% because someone could be awkward on the phone or something or whatever. But, like, you know, it's a good little test if you're getting sick of, like, getting ready and doing the whole damn thing. Maybe try to start injecting a phone call into the pre-date thing mm-hmm. because it can probably help. Yeah. I like that idea because the getting ready does get to me. I got to be honest. Like, it's like, uh, it takes so much work. Like, you don't have that much free time in your life anyway because we all have a lot of things going on. So it's like, I value my home time yeah. too, my own time to read or do whatever. And yeah, once you take the effort and take those time, then you go meet and you know, like, right away, it's just like, uh, you're like, oh. And then I you're just stopped there <laughs> and you're like, all ready. And it took you like an hour from like mm-hmm. the ready to driving somewhere. Oh, it's so annoying. What about like, like any other, you know, I know some people do meetups or join activities. Any other ways, advice you could give people for maybe some alternate dating ideas instead of the apps? Okay, well, tell your friends that are, that have, like, you you always have that one friend that, like, has a bunch of group of friends and is, like, groups of friends or is, like, really social and is always, you know, doing this improv show or, like, or, or um, has like a, a group of people they play softball with or whatever. We all have one of those friends who's super social, whatever that looks like. Make sure you tell that person, especially if you trust them, like, I'm single and I'm looking. And if you ever think that you're in a group activity or you're going out somewhere and there might be some people that I might like, just let me know and I'd love to join. Because I have a friend who does that and has successfully set people up. No pressure on their end because they're like, hey, Jen, I'm going to like 
blah, blah, blah tonight. You should come. There's going to be some cool people there that I think you would like. And it's kind of like code. And then Jen shows up. And all of a sudden, an hour in, she's talking to Matt at the bar for like 20 minutes. And why? Because they organically connected. And maybe this friend had that idea and all in their mind the whole time. Like, I think Jen might like Matt. I think we should maybe have her come out tonight. So... Take charge of your own destiny and share with, it's like if you're looking for a place to move, right? Like, hey guys, I got to be out of my apartment. Does anybody have, and keep your ears open if there's an opening for a one bedroom in the blah, blah, blah area. Like the same thing. Tell your super mm-hmm. social friend, if you're out and you think I might like some people, just invite me. And the other thing too is if you're going to set people up, be careful with it because two single people does not make a match. Yeah. So it's like it's like also a lot of people do this too. Like girls will be like hanging out and some guy will be like, oh yeah, um, like I just broke up with my boyfriend and you'd be like, oh, you're gay? Oh my God, you should meet my friend Paul. Just because Paul's gay doesn't mm-hmm. mean Paul and this guy are going to like each other. Just because they're both part of the gays, don't right. do that. Or just because I'm Jewish, people always think like, oh, I yes. have a nice single yeah. Jewish guy for you. I'm like, no. I dated a couple black guys, and every single time, they'd be like, oh, you only like black guys? I have a black friend. I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't fucking care. What? No. I didn't quote it, Phil. Like, no. hello? Be careful about Ugh. just f- trying to set someone up just because of this one thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, consider what they are like and who they like. Like, like I have a very specific personality and sense of humor. So don't send me someone who does dead just, jokes. Or mm-hmm. is just Jewish. Ugh. That's not Snooze. a good enough. No. Um, another thing is like you mentioned joining activities and things what we have come to discover but you know obviously we had a sense but it's been confirmed time and time again is to live your life so much the same as going on this like road trip i'm going on wine tasting or live, a vacation mm-hmm, solo right. vacation or live your life don't stop doing the things you like doing because more often than not you'll be doing something you like doing and you'll find somebody who likes similar things because they're they also you know they're out there doing mm-hmm. the same thing and then you have a mutual thing to talk about um I wouldn't force it and, like, take up new hobbies that you definitely don't like because you're like, well, I know single men, like, Yeah, just to highlight, meet somebody. That's but, too like, much pressure, yeah. Right. And, like, you don't want to, like, morph into this other thing feigning your interest in something. So, like, consider what you like and then go do those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like karaoke. So if I'm going to go to a karaoke bar, like, maybe there's a guy there that also likes karaoke and we hit it off. Or you're just there having fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do it because I like it. And we'll just see where the world takes us because that sounds fun to me. I went mm-hmm. actually like in December, met a guy. Turned out to be he might be a killer. I don't really know. He <laughs> had still. he had temper in his eyes. I could tell. So um, <laughs> he, we hit it off though. And I was like, wow, I met someone in the wild. This is great. And he thought I was a really great singer. So he's obviously deaf, which just works in so many yeah, ways. I mean, I love her, but she's not a good singer. But right. you know what? I have conviction and I sell it. It's my stage yeah. presence, I no, think, that distracts that people. helps. That totally right. helps. Oh, yeah. And, and you I own it in yeah. karaoke. I played at the crowd, so I also let other <laughs> and people. And she works the room, too. Yeah. That's a thing. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, the point is, he was a great thing to remember that I could meet people out in the world. No, I don't want more. I'm pouring her my wine. I don't want more. <laughs> Just, well, I'm pregnant. I can't drink it all. You're right, but I'm driving. Well, so am I. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't drink or drive. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, since it is still, we're still doing the Galentine's episode and there's a lot of single ladies out there. Like us, right? Um, <laughs> so you guys also do some self-care and some 
talks with therapists and things. What about how can single ladies celebrate their own, you know, self-love and what things can they do to keep, you know, just loving themselves? Oh, just say no. Say no. Learn when to say no. No is so powerful because if you don't feel like doing something, don't do the thing. Um, It's just like the most empowering thing you can do for yourself is to choose you over something else that seems like an obligation, for instance. If you want to go, it doesn't feel hard. So just remember that when like you're thinking, oh, you should go out with this person because you never know. But you in your gut of guts, there's like, no, I really would much rather sit at home and watch Grey's Anatomy with my dog and a glass of wine or catch up with a girlfriend or honestly take a bath or get a massage or go to a yoga class or go anything but whatever it is is on your agenda. Like, just remember, you should live your life for you. So just say no to the things that don't bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about communicating what you want and thinking that you're going to sound like a bitch. Just say it. And just be, you know, we all have tact. Like, just say it in a way that is not going to sound rude. It's everyone could do that. It's very simple to just say, I can't, I can't make it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't even need to give details. Just be like, I can't make it. Oh, my God, have so much fun. End of story. Also, with the self-care, don't use it as an excuse to be irresponsible or to be um, to not follow through or to have um, like judgy slash um, bitchy behavior potentially. Like it's okay to do what you want and and um, communicate what you need and act on those things because you're being true to yourself. But don't use self care as a like mask to be like an irresponsible, annoying friend or partner because that's when it starts clouding the actual meaning of self-care and making it like annoying for some other people because then it just sounds like this buzzword that people are just like using to not show up. Right. Like self-care is different than being selfish. Yes. One is putting yourself first in not like a self-centered kind of way, but like a you actually in a thoughtful, feel, caring right, way. Like you mm-hmm. feel better doing something else. Like I've said to people like different times, like, listen, I want to see you and I know we have plans. I'm so exhausted. There's no world where I'm going to be fun tonight. Yeah. I would love to reschedule when I know that mm-hmm. I can dedicate more energy to you and we can have a great and time. That's, that's the way, way to do it. Yeah. That's the way to do it. And that's, that's okay to do, but you have to be honest with yourself because you don't want to show up somewhere and be like, you know, annoyed and like nobody's going to have fun that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want to make feel like you're on an obligation. Right. Or yeah. going on a date where you're just like, oh, I'm making myself. T-. Yeah, sometimes you're like, you have to motivate. It's not to, as to say, if you don't 100% want to go, then don't go. Yeah, sometimes it's like a, a mixture of things. If it's more bad than good, pay attention to that. But sometimes you're like, okay, like you kind of, you motivate yourself and then you go and it's fine. Mm-hmm. So keep that balance in mind. But like, yeah, it's on a date too. You don't want to show up and be like, I don't want to be here at all. I'm tired. I'm in a bad mood. And then you show up on this date and you're like, not yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like not a good representation of you. It's a waste of time for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Also being on a date and like practicing self-care, if you're not having a good time, you can leave the date. You can put yourself and your time first. And it's also like, kind of more polite for the other person. I walked out of a date. He didn't see it as polite, but I knew in my heart of hearts that 
leaving would be the best thing for both of us because neither of us really want to be here. So I said, I, you know, I don't think that this is going well to you. And I think it'd be better if we just don't waste each other's time. So I'm going to go. And he didn't like that. He thought that was rude. He's like, you should just sit here. And oh yeah, that's so rude of you. And I'm like, no, I think it's more rude of me to sit here with you further. And, you know, we're going to come to the same conclusion. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go. So I left and I was like, God, that was the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. And same thing on another date where it was like we were supposed to have drinks and then go to walk across the street to dinner. And I knew in my heart of hearts, I don't want to sit and have dinner with this guy. I'm very not into it. I can't imagine he is. And we cut it. Both of us felt equally that we should cut it after the first Mm -hmm. drinks. And then I went and, like, went to a party with a friend after that. So great. Mm -hmm. And that was me putting myself first. Like, that guy doesn't want me to be polite and sit and hang out with him. And then he has to go have, like. go do dinner with you too it's a good way too I think that's a good thing to do is to say I don't feel like this is going well how do you feel Mm -hmm. and then it's sort of an open conversation because more often than not they're probably going to agree with you you Mm -hmm. know yeah Mm -hmm. and I also think in terms of self-care that your week should be divided um however you are able to just given your regular schedule like there should be at least two days that are for you like two nights you can do things five nights if you need to But two nights should be for you, whether it's to catch up on uh, work or your home or like laundry or just TV or whatever it is. Those are your nights to do whatever you want. I remember being in a relationship and I didn't live very far from the person I was dating. And so he thought like, well, why are you going home? Like, just stay. And I'm like, no, tonight's my night. This Mm -hmm. is I have a date with myself. Mm -hmm. So he was like, I don't understand you're putting limits. I'm like, no, if I don't schedule my night for me. I'm not going to do it, and I'm not going to stick to it, and I know it's something I need because I'll regret it after. they should be supportive of that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not – it's like my own boundary, like, as a reminder for myself, like, you must consider what you need. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you deplete yourself. Mm-hmm. You have no time. You're like, where did I go? Where did my dreams yeah. go? Why have I accomplished nothing I have been meaning to accomplish? And why am I, like, always at this person's house? And, like, we're not doing anything different than we did the night before. It'd be different if everything was, like, a new experience. And, like, sure, relationships can be from day to day. But if you're doing more of the same and you're not doing anything for yourself, you're sacrificing mm-hmm. stuff that you want. And that's when people, like, lose themselves in relationships. Exactly. Right. And then that's when the resentment starts building. Right. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. and time yeah. flies. And then you're like, shit. And then yeah. you're like, how has it yeah. been two years since we've been on the Tom Girl podcast? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, speak, let's transition into that now. Let's talk about over the two years how your guys' podcast has grown. And where you're at with it now. Well, we we all actually started kind of at the same place. And now we're all sort of like independent. So we all sort of grew. Every step of the journey is very important in dating and relationships and work and anything. And our podcast journey is very much like that. We started out um, at a certain network and then we moved on to doing things independently because we knew what we wanted. We knew what worked best for us and that time in our podcast life, like transition into that. And so from probably in the last two years, yeah, we've just become more independent, which is great. I mean, we still have the same message. We still feel the same way about, I mean, we're still who we are, but we just operate a little differently. We have a little more control over our show and when we get to share with our audience. And um, that is works for us because we have busy lives and we want to be able to do things that work for us as well as our guests. And not as to say it didn't work before. We're grateful for every step. Mm-hmm. It's just that now we feel like there's a sense of independence. And that's always, it's like you grew, flew, you left the nest. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And we're growing as every episode happens. So, you know, we've been doing it now for over three years, and it's like, I wouldn't say we've changed, but we've grown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other thing, too, about, like, it's funny, you said control, and I was thinking in my head that we regained control of, like, our show. And control can be such a negative term if used inappropriately or, like, mismanaged, I guess. But we do have control over it. And in a climate that we're in with, like, you know, female, the future is female and, like, mm-hmm. female empowerment and all that stuff. Owning like, things and stuff like, like the, that, yeah. And, like, all of our guests, like, male or female, talk a lot about gender roles and the fact that we're two females and we own and operate our own podcast that came from our minds and now we're fully functioning doing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's very empowering and satisfying to look at what we've created and accomplished and where we're at now, I think. Um, and it, that is a microcosm of, like, the relationship world we can do yeah. anything that we set our mm-hmm. mind to. We we are independent and we have this thing in our lives, but we also have other things in our lives. And we make time for the things that are important. Balance. Like the podcast. Mm-hmm. There's balance there. There's um, new skills. And like our podcast abilities have changed. We went from not editing our own thing and other people doing it and engineers and producers and things to being able to have our own skill set to do that ourselves. So I think it's all sort of like a parallel path. We've grown. The podcast has grown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we can only get better from here, mm-hmm. yeah. just as we would hope to in relationships and do mm-hmm. things like, you know, as our best selves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the business tools that you use, like as far as marketing, social marketing? What things have you used to expand upon your audience? We, well, I, we always try to be, I mean, this is like, it's a tool, but it's not. It's We always try to just be us. So if there's ever something that's presented to us and we're like, that doesn't sound right. Even if it's just like a guest, we, you know, we try to make it, it has to feel right. Like a date. Like we want to go on dates and we want to meet people, but like, you're not just going to do date whoever, just because you need to go on a date. We have like the integrity, I think, um, within all of our choices that again, feel like organic to what we do. And we're not pressured by like, we have to do this thing to maybe get be heard or seen or like we're not going on TikTok. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) we're not doing that. Just say no to TikTok. Um, And I don't care who's listening and they love TikTok. That's for you. (laughs) Not everything's for everyone. I don't like just Jewish guys. So I don't, you know, I don't have to love TikTok because you do. So I think, you know, we use obviously social media, the ones that Yeah, that's a a good tool. Um, And we have a newsletter and we have a website and we use all of the same, you know, general things as far as tools go. Um, There was probably more we could be doing. But at the same time, we mentioned we're busy. Like, we've got, you know, other things that we've got going on Mm -hmm. um, that we have to tend to. But for us, I think we do a little bit more every day. Mm -hmm. And that gets the word out. And then the guests that we have come on, like, it's a testament to that and the ratings we have and the reviews and all that. And so whatever we're doing seems to be working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you both have day jobs, too. Yeah. So this is your your side hustle. You're making work. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a lot of people do, you know, there's a lot of people who, and especially in cities like LA or New York or stuff where there's like something that you do to make money and then there's something that you do to like live your dream. And that's, again, balance, right? Like sometimes those two things become one and that's great, but it's not, don't compare yourself. Don't make yourself feel like, oh, because this 1% of the population gets to win an Oscar or whatever it is, it'd be a rock star or whatever. Like that's all fine and dandy. But most people are trying to live a life of like, I'm, you know, making money and living. And then I'm also going out and having fun. And that's 
in mm-hmm. every in every avenue of your life, that should be how it is. And don't feel bad if you have to do both things to make it become one. That's mm-hmm. just like kind of how it works, you know? Yeah, I think that especially people can lose sight of that out here because you do see that 1% so much and you think, oh gosh. They gonna, made it gonna, and I'm failing. Yeah, 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 and it's really easy to fall down that tunnel. But like you said, I think if you just keep at it and at least have that outlet where know that the other 99% of people are doing their their passions with their a day job, yeah. You know, but still finding if you're a way not to, like, homeless, which hopefully you're not, then you're not failing. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that's, but you know what I mean. Like you're making it work. Well, and it also goes back to what we said earlier about throwing all your eggs in one basket. Let's just say you have a job, a significant other, and like that's it. You're throwing all your eggs in those two things. So let's just say your work sucks. Then you throw everything you've got, and you rely heavily on the happiness probably coming from your relationship Mm -hmm. that applies too much pressure there if you don't have something else that fuels you so it's kind of the same again as you having a baby and buying a house you need that Mm -hmm. yeah you Mm -hmm. need more in your life and i made the mistake in a relationship once of sacrificing everything i wanted in my time to give what i could to the relationship because i knew he couldn't and that's a sign of that's a normal reaction and that's a sign of a relationship that is not working but because you are a loyal person and because you make efforts for things you're then trying to pick up the pieces and when you start to realize that balance is often it's you doing all of that that's but that's that's the only way to find out a million percent and that's when i threw myself into like hosting and like that's when things turned around for me if he was unfortunately a positive in that way, but he was a negative in so many others. Mm -hmm. But he taught me a lot about what I don't want ever again. And also for myself, like I don't ever want to lose my interests or give away all my time to force something to work when I could be working on things that do work for myself and benefiting in that way. So, um, you know, bad relationships are good mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. also. So. There's yeah. always, like, something good that comes right. out well, of it. You yeah. said it because it teaches you what you don't want. And yeah. now know the next time you know what to keep your eyes out for. And, and When the tears it. end, like we were talking about earlier, and when the emotions, like, dissipate a little, let yourself go through that, then that will all become clear. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is actually a, a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it usually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless, I mean, and if it isn't a blessing in disguise, you might get back together. Who knows? The tables then, could turn. Then make an effort to go back and, and say what you need and what maybe what you did wrong and try to open the door again. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. Well, I think we kind of brought this full circle back from where we started. We so did. I think before we close, I want to ask you guys what you were you, – I should have made it here, but you you do drinks at the at all of your episodes, yeah. each different themes each time. So what would be your Tom Girl cocktail or beers or your recommendations for Tom Girls to drink? Vodka. I'm saying this because I really want to drink it, and I can't. I'll have a glass of wine every now and then, but, like, hard alcohol is probably not a good idea as a pregnant woman. It was always my go-to drink before anyway, so I'm just saying it now because I'm like, this is a really good drink, you guys. It is vodka with water or soda water and a squished-up couple pieces of lemon. It doesn't – like, the lemon – balances out every it tastes like freaking lemonade you're there's not anything that's going to give you a headache like all these weird ingredients and weird like if you're a tom girl and you want to like i don't know i'm just gonna make a like a general statement like i've got a hike tomorrow or i'm going on a solo vacation tomorrow and like you're living this independent life and you don't want to feel like shit the next day but you can have like three of these drinks and be fine it's the vodka Hmm. soda or vodka water lemon it's 
my favorite. That was my grandma's favorite, only she did lime, but that yeah. was her drink for years. It is. So, and when you order it at the bar, make sure you say lemon, because as soon as you say vodka, like if you say vodka mm -hmm. soda, they hear lime, because that's the garnish for that. Uh, but lemon is better, I so think. So more lemon and a lot more, of it. And, and do, like, instead of one lemon squeeze, do two. Okay. Trust me, I have given this drink to other people, they're like, I'm not gonna like that, it's gonna be too strong. The two lemons, it like takes, it, it seriously tastes like you're drinking lemonade and you don't need all the sugar and the disgusting stuff that's gonna make you feel like crap. And the water is actually really good in it instead of soda water. It's like, a, it tastes like lemonade, I'm telling you, try it. All right. You have one, Jen? Or I mean, I, I'll go with that. I also really oh, love... Oh, you have the drink that you always make. Well, I, so I have like a vodka drink as well that I have concocted, um, but they don't usually have all the ingredients, which is disappointing. I get a vodka, soda, mint, and cucumber. It's basically a healthy mm. mojito. Um, and the But it's the same idea, right? right? Mm -hmm. There's no extra right. things. The mint and cucumber are like... I like that. They, refreshing. They're refreshing. Mm -hmm. They add a little bit of flavor. Feels like a spa salad in your mouth. Um, but the other thing I really love, the other two things, are Aperol spritzes. Mm -hmm. um, because they just feel kind of like a European vacation. It's like better flavors, I think, than like a glass of rosé. It's more fun. There's bubbles. There's Aperol. It's like there's Italian. Ice. There's and ice. And it's in a wine glass, so it's cute. Right. So okay. there's that. And then I always get it heavy on the Prosecco, light on the Aperol, so it doesn't taste so syrupy. But um, the other thing I really love is um, anything with Mezcal. Mm -hmm. So I'll do like a Mezcal Marg. Um, or That's hard for me. The thing is, is like I hate tequila. But mezcal is smoky and, like, doesn't give me a hangover. Like, how a lot of people say tequila doesn't give them a hangover. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know what world you live in, but it knocks me the fuck out. So mezcal, for whatever reason, doesn't. And it's almost, like, kind of, like, a cool drink. Like, you know how some girls are like, I like whiskey. And I'm like, do you? I like mezcal. <laughs> it's a more, mm -hmm. it's a more like, realistic cool drink. Right. It's, like, a, it's a slightly masculine because it's smoky. Yeah. And it's still, like, more hard alcohol than like a glass of wine. So it's a good cocktail if you're like into that kind of mm -hmm. thing. All right. Yeah. Well, it's a holiday weekend, so I hope you listeners maybe will try these new drinks. You should. Maybe drinking some wine this oh, weekend, Oh, yes, Jen. all the wine. All right. Well, tell everybody where they can follow your show and listen and all that good you stuff. You can follow us at Complicated Show on all the social media platforms, and it's complicated wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social media platforms as well. And me at Jennifer Golden or on any dating app. You know, any, I'm all there. Of them. I'm there. Or maybe ask JJ if you want to be set up with me. And um, then JJ will say, Jen, come out tonight. There's a group of people that I think you might really like. And then. Exactly. I was already thinking in my head who I could possibly. Same. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm, gonna I'm thinking. Try. I'm gonna someday. Try. There's yeah. someone I know. It's going to happen. No pressure. Hey, maybe Will. Yeah. Hey. Hmm. See, know. we already have one. I know. It's all happening. I don't know. I've been watching you, though. And you know Will on the We've been talking about you. It's Will. I'm not, is he? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, listen. You never know. You never know. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening again. Follow their show. It is highly entertaining, and you're going to love it. And you know you can follow Tom Girl on Instagram at TomGirlTV and at TomGirlTV on, online. We'll see you again next week. Happy Valentine's Day and happy holiday weekend. Bye. 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 Tom Girl.